Okay, ready? Hi, I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a new stall tactic now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to get it out of my system. Hi, my name is Zach. I'm Anna. I mean, what do you think of when you think of data? Like, literally nothing comes to mind. Data, it's like a foreign concept to me. I, I envision dots. Yeah, data is yes. dots. That's yes. fair. Yes, so I'm envisioning, like, dots on a page. That's well, are you envisioning numbers? No, I'm not. Are you envisioning text strings? No, I'm envisioning dots on a sheet. Are you envisioning, like, Microsoft Excel? No. Are you envisioning, like, charts? I'm envisioning nothing except for dots. It's pretty important that you have some idea of the, what the word data means. Of what the actual word means? Yeah, like when you think about I data, mean, you should think about something. Like, okay, I think of something. When I think data, I think some sort of information. Yes. Like a set of information. Okay. That's exactly That's what, what data is. Yes, and then when it comes to the first thing that comes to mind... I envision a bunch of dots. But do they have like a pattern or are they just like literally just scattered all over the place? They're scattered all over the place. With no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. And so it looks like the stars on in, in space. It's not that detailed. That's not very detailed. Well, neither is my idea of data. <laughs> So, what is this podcast about? I don't know. What is it about? Well, we're calling it Small Data, but that's not really what it's about. So, we are on a bit of a journey to figure out how data and humanity intersect. So, the purpose of episode one is to give a little bit of an example of how that takes place on a day-to-day basis. To help with this, we asked a couple of our friends to talk to us about data. Here's Jen. So after our third child, I decided to start running again and actually decided to start training for a half marathon. I stole my husband's Garmin watch and religiously wore it for every run. I was actually kind of obsessed with it. Um, It was amazing because it tracked all of my data. I got to see my pace, my elevation. Um, I could see my route. It was, it was really very cool, and uh, I, I was addicted to it. I had a lot of room for improvement after having three kids and not running for some time. So as I kept running, I kept getting faster and faster uh, until about early summer. I, I felt like I was really plateauing, and I, I actually felt like I started slowing down at some point. And looking back at the data, I, I definitely was. My husband said that was normal for running, and I just kept trying to push through it. It was hot. I figured maybe that had something to do with it. But early in July, I, I found out that I was pregnant, and it was clearly obvious when I looked back at all my Garmin run data where I had gotten pregnant and how that had affected my running. So next time, I don't need a birth control test. I just need to look at data. So I think that... Uh, the most interesting thing to 
the market right now is big data because it's one of the most used buzzwords all over the technology landscape. Small data is a different way of thinking about how we use data and how we extract value from data. And while it is not well-defined and certainly not interestingly defined, I think it's worth pursuing as a potential fix to the brokenness that is big data. I don't know. I'll say it a different way. Okay. (laughs) You know how oil is like a natural resource that everyone talks about? So I think data is the next natural resource for which we have it in abundance. And I I think that it's very difficult today to extract value from data. We extract value from oil and it borderline powers our global economy, but it's also running out. We do not do a very good job of extracting value from data. And so this podcast is going to explore what I think is our next major global natural resource and how we can better extract value from it. Okay, now I can restate that in my own words, I think. Okay, so data is valuable, but not necessarily, maybe I can't restate it. I'll say it's, it in a different okay, way. Okay, hold on. It's valuable, but it's not so accessible. And we need to figure out how to make it so. Its value is not accessible. Right. There's an ocean, and there's like 100 whales in the ocean, and it's really impossible to catch a whale, especially when you're in a small fishing boat. And so being a whale hunter is an extremely difficult profession, and not many people catch whales. That's sort of the world we live in now when it comes to extracting value from data. Yeah, the oil one was way better. Oh, how about this? Data science is incredibly boring and it sucks. And so we want to brighten it up with some storytelling aspects. You sound very relaxed. I am very relaxed. But kind of like bored. Say it like Zach would say it. Not thinking Zach, normal Zach. I would say that data science sucks. I mean, that is kind of it. Big data is boring. The definition of small data is boring. The whole thing, as it currently stands, is just one big pile of boring. It's a snooze fest. It's a snooze fest. So we have to make it interesting. And the best way to do that is by telling really great stories. Yeah, that's what the podcast is about. 100%. Making data unboring. Making data something that doesn't put you to sleep. What do you think of when you think of data? The Great Wall of China, because I think of like the example where we create so much data in the world per year that we could build the Great Wall of China from iPads that are already full, like iPads that you can't even download one more song to. That's what I think of when I think of data. That sounds so ridiculously complicated to me. No, like, okay, so imagine you have an iPad. Do you have an iPad? Well, I did until it was stolen recently. Okay. So you know how you can only put so many songs on it and like movies until it's full? Yep. Right. So imagine you fill it up and you don't know how to delete anything. So then it's like useless to you unless you want to watch something you've already watched, which you don't want to do. So you throw it away and someone takes it and ships it to China where they actually build a wall out of everyone's full iPads. Are Uh you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Right. So... That we consume as a global society enough data in a year to build 
something larger than the Great Wall of China out of full iPads. Those skinny little iPads stacked on top of each other. That's insanity. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of data. So we have Jen telling a fun little story about how she found out she was pregnant. And then we have Kenneth, who is technically a data guy, who probably doesn't think about the fact that he uses data in ways that aren't related to work, talking about his favorite app, Mint. Right. And then the neat thing about Kenneth is he actually is borderline a data scientist. And he's talking about something that's just, you know, personal. I check my Mint on pretty much a daily basis because... I want to see what's going on in my financial life. It keeps track of what I've been spending on. It keeps track of my savings, my net worth, and all sorts of trends around those things as well. Looking at Mint actually can affect my mood. If I look at Mint and I realize that I've been spending too much on certain things, it'll affect my mood. It might even affect my relationship. There have been times when I've noticed that I've been going out too much and I've pointed it out and it's actually you know, been a slight point of contention. I actually tried Mint before, and I hate it because... Because it tells you the truth? Exactly. exactly <laughs> right. Because it helps you, or it, it uh, brings attention to the fact that your bank account is clean? Yeah, I do not want to look at my finances. I can't deal. Well, after I met Kenneth, and he became so into the app, and he was so obsessed with tracking everything and how little money there is in both of our bank accounts that's when i started to use it less because now it makes me sad especially well, I'm because i'm hoping i'm hoping kenneth will do my finances in mint you can ask if, him, i mean if he enjoys it so much he enjoys it yeah you can i mean i have a lot of college loans so it just basically always shows me that my net worth is very negative but you know, but it's okay. It's good to be on top. On the other hand, the type A organizational freak inside me loves knowing that everything is all in one place. Yeah, no, that's, that is, I can, I can resonate with that. I, yeah, I want it to be in one place. I just don't want to look at it. <laughs> all right. We can have Kenneth look at it for you. Yeah. And then just give me the highlights. We love stories about data being used to change the world. In episode two, we're going to tell you a story about a place that's using data to do just that. In the meantime, we want to hear your data stories. You can tweet them to us at wearesaltio.